Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. A lot to get into as the nation crumbles around us, but I want to focus on something out of the gates here. You know, we used to talk about Alger Hiss, how Alger Hiss was a spy for Stalin and the Soviets. The Democrats would defend him. Other FDR sycophants would defend him. But the fact of the matter is, it turns out he was. But the Democrats still haven't admitted it. Now look at this guy, Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell is still on the House Intelligence Committee. He's being protected by the Democrat leadership, in particular, Nancy Pelosi. Swalwell slept with a communist Chinese spy while serving on the Intelligence Committee, while seeking the removal of our president. And he still sits there. Pretty shocking stuff. Former Senator Ted Kennedy, as Paul Kengor and others have pointed out, worked with the Kremlin through former Senator John Tunney, another liberal Democrat from California, to try and defeat Ronald Reagan in his re-election effort. Bernie Sanders has been a sycophant for every communist revolution and regime on the face of the planet. Most recently Venezuela, but also Nicaragua, among others. Bill DeCamio of New York City, who's done more to destroy that city than any foreign enemy could, was also a mouthpiece for the communist regime in Nicaragua. 
And now we have John Kerry. John Kerry. We had Benedict Arnold during the Revolutionary War. We've had others. John Kerry, former Democrat presidential nominee for president, former lieutenant governor of Massachusetts, former senator from Massachusetts, former secretary of state, giving aid and comfort to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, which chanced death to America. Reminded me of the John Kerry half a century ago, in 1971, testifying in front of Bill Clinton's mentor, segregationist and racist, J. William Fulbright, in which John Kerry smeared the American troops who had fought in Vietnam as butchers, as Genghis Khan types, giving aid and comfort to the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong, more communists. John Kerry put into a New York Times piece, and we know the New York Times is always accurate. John Kerry has been giving information to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. Now, you've got to go all the way to the end of the article. At the beginning of the article, New York Times, Iran's foreign minister in leaked tapes says Revolutionary Guard set policies. Wow, that's pretty uh, break, uh, breaking news. In any event, there's a three-hour tape where this Mohammad Zavad Zarif was interviewed by a friendly newspaper for three hours, and that tape leaked. It's a little bizarre. If you're going to talk to a media of any kind, you assume that at some point that's going to be public. But I printed out the story. So there's the first page. There's the second page. There's the third page. And I get to the fourth page. The fifth paragraph from the bottom, and most of these paragraphs are one sentence in length because the illiteracy of the New York Times knows no bounds. And here's what it says. Former Secretary of State John Kerry informed him, meaning the Islamo-Nazi regime's foreign minister, that Israel had attacked Iranian interests in Syria at least 200 times. To his astonishment, Mr. Zarif said. Now what was to his astonishment? The fact that Kerry would tell him or the fact that they were attacked at least 200 times by the Israelis? It's not clear from the piece, but either case, either case, that he's shocked that John Kerry would tell him this? Or he's shocked that the Israelis did it over 200 times? I suspect it's the former. Because... John Kerry's flunkies are out there saying, no, 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 no. They was already in the newspapers. Well, if it's already in the newspapers, if it's already in the newspapers, then what exactly is Zarif's astonishment? That the Israelis did it 200 times? No, if it's in the newspapers, it shouldn't be his astonishment. I'll tell you what he's astonished. That a former Secretary of State to the United States will be telling the Iranian foreign minister that Israel had attacked Iran's interests in Syria at least 200 times. That is what's shocking. And the spin, of course, these are liberals, these are Democrats, so they lie. They can't help it. This is who they are. They're psychopaths. So they lie. The party of Eric Swalwell, the party of Ted Kennedy, the party of Bernie Sanders, the party of Bill 
de Blasio, yeah, yeah, that party. The party of the New York Times in 1932, there was a mouthpiece for Stalin. The party of the New York Times in 1959, there was a mouthpiece for the Castro brothers, that party. And so now what's going to be done about this? First of all, they asked Pisaki about it. And she gave a very profound and in-depth response. Cut 17, go. In tapes obtained by the New York Times, Iran's foreign minister says that former Secretary of State John Kerry informed him that Israel attacked Iranian interests at least 200 times. Um, You know, as the secretary has shifted roles, uh, he still continues to represent the United States on a world stage. Does the president have any comment or reaction to Kerry telling the Iranians um, about covert military action on the part of Israel? We're not going to comment on leaked tapes. Oh, we're not going to comment on leaked tapes. Yeah, but we'll comment on trials that haven't been completed yet. We'll comment on all kinds of stuff, but not on leaked tapes. See, Biden and Kerry are carousing buddies. That's the truth. They were carousing buddies. They were in the Senate a very, very long time. About the same age. Close, close friends. So the White House is not going to comment, but the White House has a responsibility to do something about this. John Kerry is in their employ. John Kerry is a climate change envoy for this president. Determinations on who gets security clearances and who who doesn't get security clearances are in the executive branch. That is the Oval Office, ultimately. So what do they mean they're not going to comment on it? This suggests a massive breach of not only U.S. information, potentially intelligence, but of Americans' national security interests. Why is John Kerry back-channeling and giving information to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, the number one terrorist state on the face of the earth, a nation that wants to have ICBMs with nuclear warheads to aim at our cities? Why is John Kerry back-channeling this? And is this story just going to go away now? Is that it? It's just going to go away? We continue to attack the cops? And this idiot attorney general who I warned you about? Imagine if this jerk were on the Supreme Court of the United States. I'll get to him in a minute. Is this just going to kind of go away now? Is that it? Because John Kerry's a Democrat? Because John Kerry's a good guy? Let's see how loudly the media bang the pots and pans. They're not going to bang them at all. They accuse Trump and his family of collusion with Russia, which is a lie. Now we have collusion with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, Iran, and it's a one-day story. It's big deal. Big deal. This is shocking. Is there going to be an investigation? How about a criminal investigation? How about that? Joe, you know, the Logan Act? Oh, the Logan Act. Oh, I see. No, we only use that against Mike Flynn. What about it? You've got all kinds of reprobates surrounding this reprobate in the Oval Office. People who hate this country. People who despise this country. People who have colluded with the Iranian regime to give us the worst deal in American history. Wendy Sherman. Colin Call. What's your, oh, the special envoy 
Robert Malley, a leaker of the first resort, he gets information from the Israelis, and he leaks it to the media, too. Everybody's fingering the guy. They're saying, he's the one. Oh, that's okay, Mark. Joe Biden Wednesday is going to give a a speech on his first hundred days. I wonder how he'll consider his first hundred days, America. I wonder if he'll think he's done a fabulous job. Don't you? Has John Kerry gotten an invitation to speak to J Street yet? Or any of these left-wing kook groups? How about the Anti-Defamation League? Will they be issuing any information? No, no. As a matter of fact, my buddy Mark Klein sent me a piece last week of ZOA. Where the idiots at the Anti-Defamation League, led by a left-wing kook Obamaite, is giving platforms in Florida... To these critical race theory kooks. Can you believe that? But will there be an investigation? Will there be a Robert Mueller in the future? Will the Merrick Garland Department of... Merrick Garland. What kind of name is that? But anyway, will the Merrick Garland Justice Department look into this? Since it affects our national security? How about the U.S. Attorney in Washington, D.C., or the Public Integrity Section of the Criminal Division? Oh, yeah, boys, I know who all of you are. I used to work there. You going to do anything about this? No, 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 no. We're busy chasing people down. We're, we're, we're very busy here. We're very busy. John Kerry, on more than one occasion, has attacked his own country from within. The idea that this man will remain as a special envoy on climate change. The idea that this man who was Secretary of State when he sold out our country. The idea that this man was giving information to the, Isra- to the Iranians. While that may be okay by the neoliberals on cable TV and on Capitol Hill. And it may be okay with Chuck Schumer, another fraud and self-hater. And it's certainly okay with Nancy Pelosi, with her eyes bulging out of her head and her face dripping off her face. It's not okay by me. I'll be right back. Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you For no cost every month. 
So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. As a footnote, parents in Loudoun County, you're upset about what's being done to your school system and your students. You're upset about the dumbing down of math critical race theory, then show up by the thousands at the next school board meeting, and the one after that, and the one after that. You can't just whine about it. You have to be an activist. How do I know? Because I was one. Because I served on a school board. I was so furious. Show up in big numbers. Nobody does except the union thugs. That's a side issue. Now, what's going to be done? What's going to be done about John Kerry? Who give aid and comfort to the enemy. God knows what else he's told the Iranian regime over the years. God knows what else he's told the foreign minister, their representative to the U.N. and so forth. Who is John Kerry? Who is this Manchurian gadfly? We have a right to know. He is a special envoy in the Biden administration. He has access to world leaders anytime he wants. We have a right to know what the hell John Kerry over the decades has said the Iranian regime. We have a right to know. And the only way to find out is through a congressional investigation. I know Republicans want to investigate. That doesn't get it done. Or a criminal investigation, which takes it in a different way, but I don't care. How can Joe Biden, who sat in the Oval Office in January... 2017, urging a criminal investigation with the FBI director sitting there against Mike Flynn based on the Logan Act. How does this man escape it? I'll tell you how. Because of the types of people they appoint in this government, Merrick Garland. It's not enough that we have a record number of cops retiring and resigning. It's not enough that we don't have enough cops who want to or individuals who want to be cops. It's reached code red. Five alarms. And now this idiot attorney general, who was voted into that slot by Republicans as well as Democrats, is doing what the Obama administration did. You know what they're doing? They're investigating pattern and practices of these different police departments. You know what that means? Ask Baltimore. Baltimore is 700 cops. 700 cops! That's it! You know what it means? They're nationalizing these local police forces. They call them consent decrees. They're taking them over, literally taking them over. Managing them from the phony Civil Rights Division at the phony Department of Justice. I'll be back. We can't give up on this John Kerry. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillstone teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. You know, folks, many years ago, when I was a young Reaganite, as you know, served in the Department of Justice, one of my responsibilities early on was to track down a couple of uh, cases involving spies. I'm not going to get into specifics. But I had the highest level of clearance. And I want you to understand something. According to this report, John Kerry spoke to the Islamo-Nazi foreign minister in Iran, who's our enemy, whether the neoliberals in this country believe it or not. Spoke to him multiple times about, or at least once, about Israel being the uh, being responsible for attacks and over 200 attacks in Syria. Now maybe it's a little quaint, but if an FBI agent had done that, if a CIA agent had done that, if a uh, uh, if other individuals from our clandestine operations had done that, somebody in the uh, intelligence division of one of the armed force branches and so forth. They would have been prosecuted. Obviously, they would have had their clearances removed. They would not still be holding their jobs, and they would have been prosecuted. So it's very important that we know what John Kerry did, exactly what he did, how many times he did it, and if he did other things with the foreign minister of Iran or other Iranian officials in a way that undermined American national security. We have a right to know this and to be dismissed by Pasaki, the idiot press secretary, the idiot president, is simply not good enough. And so my question is, will, in all seriousness, will the public integrity section of the criminal division of the Justice Department open a preliminary investigation into this? That's where it belongs initially. That's where it goes initially, not even the U.S. Attorney's Office. The Public Integrity Section of the United States Department of Justice's Criminal Division. Are they planning on opening a preliminary investigation to see exactly what took place? And I just want the press corps to know, to quote Barack Obama about the Army Corps of Engineers. I want to remind the press corps in Washington, D.C. Corps is about right, though. You have a responsibility to your country. I know 
Jeff Motherzucker over there at CNN and the Comcast clowns over there at MSLSD and NBC with pukes like the Scarboroughs and and Al Sharpton of all people. I, I know that they are just Democrat cover-up artists. I mean, we, we all know this. But are they ever going to put their country first? I know they hate America. They despise Americans. Are they ever going to put their country first? Do they have any interest in knowing John Kerry's involvement in his dealings with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran? Does it concern them in the least? The greatest state sponsor of terrorism? This is what I mean. I, I want you to realize that the, the... Let's talk, let's use their word. That the infrastructure of the Democrat Party, whether it's in academia, whether it's in the media, whether it's in Hollywood, whether it's in Washington, they hate this country. Because this is not a pass. You don't give a pass for this. You want to get to the bottom of this. But they didn't want to get to the bottom of Eric Swalwell, who was sleeping with the enemy. They didn't want to get together with Ted Kennedy, who's colluding with our Soviet enemies. They don't even know and don't care to know about the New York slimes and its 1932 and 1959 fronting for two genocidal communist revolutions. They cheer Bernie Sanders, who's a communist through and through. They defend Bill DeCamio, who's a communist through and through. That's right, I said it. It's enough fiddling around here. So they're never going to question John Kerry. So there's two standards, you see. They concoct. They concoct. These theories about the Trumps and their businesses and they investigate criminally and congressionally and, and journalistically and they're looking and they're looking and they're, and they're lying and they're spewing talking points and they're connecting dots that don't exist and on and on and on. And here John Kerry, here he is in the New York Times. The New York Times, they stick him in the back like they did in the Holocaust. They stuck him in the back, way in the back of the article with one sentence. But there it is. There it is. It's there. They wanted to ignore it. They were desperate to ignore it, but they couldn't ignore it. They have the tapes. They have the transcripts. Somebody leaked it to them. And there he is. John Kerry caught red-handed. And by red-handed, I mean red-handed. This guy's a slime ball. He's a sleaze. The way he operates, his condescension, how he would throw his military comrades or colleagues off the roof this is a very unhinged man like the one in the Oval Office where's Brandy X when we need her Mr. Producer oh she was fired excuse me and there is a good piece by Josh Hammer in the New York Post you can pick that up yourselves and read it where I just saw it during the break obviously he and I say many of the same things in this regard so there's no need to read it but And other pieces out there. The Free Beacon has done a hell of a job. They always do a hell of a job. Now, I want to know what the Republicans in the Senate and House are going to do. They should gum up the works. They should be throwing wrenches everywhere. Until this is addressed. I see Stempy Hoyer. 
and Stretch Eva Pelosi have said, if you Republicans keep trying to take ethics actions against my dear friend, Maxine Waters, well, we're going to go after your Congresswoman Green again. Oh, we have a hundred ways to go after. This is Stempy Horror, Maryland. The biggest dumbass that's ever been under that globe, under that dome. Well, there's many, but he's one of them. A useful idiot. A useless idiot. They don't want to know anything. They don't want to know anything. They don't care. It's not a, he's not a Republican. It doesn't matter to them. He could be working with communists. He could be working with fascists. He is. He's working with a totalitarian regime. How about all you LGBTQ group members? Are you upset about this? That John Kerry's working with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran that executes gays left and right? And does it in particularly horrific ways? Does it bother you that he was cozying up to and working with that regime in Tehran? Does it bother you in the least? Because I don't hear anything. Hello? I don't hear anything. How about Greenblatt over there at the Anti-Defamation League? Who's defamation, who's uh, defecating all over himself, may I say. Where are you, Greenblatt? Does this concern? No, no, it doesn't concern me. I'm a self-hater. Doesn't bother me. At least he's not more Klein at ZOA. Now that's a threat right there. Not John Kerry with the Iranians. Folks, some of you are saying, okay, enough of the Iranians. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a former Secretary of State, a former Democrat candidate for president, a guy who's a special envoy on climate change, meeting the communist Chinese going all over the world, speaking for you and me without our authority. The question is, did he aid and abet the enemy? It's a fair question. And we need to know. And we need to know if there's now a cover-up going on in the Biden administration. We need to know if there's a cover-up in the Oval Office. We need to know if this Pisaki's involved in a cover-up. There needs to be some kind of a preliminary Department of Justice investigation. And people should hammer this fool Merrick Garland. Thank God he's not on the Supreme Court. Thank you, Lord. While he's trashing... Police departments all over this country. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. 
So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Well, tomorrow's the day, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow is the day where hopefully we begin the process taking our country back. Tomorrow morning, I believe, while I'm in the air flying to Florida to see my brother, I will be on the air on this radio program tomorrow evening, of course, and all week. But while I'm in the air, I believe my book will be posted on Amazon. This is like no book I've ever written before. It's longer than any book I've ever written. Don't let that scare you off. But it is an effort for all of us to come together and fight back. I hold no punches. I pull back no punches. It is my hope that this book will be read far and wide, be given to college students, be given to high school students, be something discussed at dinner tables and breakfast tables. No, 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 no. Not because I need the money. I don't need the money. But because of what's in it. I have reached as deeply into my mind, my heart, and soul as I know how. And you know I'm a fighter. And I call him as I see him in this book. It is a mix of Well, I'll be honest, the last chapter is all about activism, things we can do, things we should do, things we must do. And they're not platitudinous, they're very specific. And I dig very, very deeply into a number of, a lot of issues. Not just so you'll know exactly what we're talking about, so your children will know exactly what we're talking about, so your neighbor, so your colleague. So your partner, so everybody will know exactly what's going on and exactly what's taking place. And the goal here is the same goal I had as a young man when I worked hard in Pennsylvania for the Reagan Revolution. The same goal I had when I was elected to my local school board to stop what the local teachers union were doing to our citizens, and we did. The same goal I had, although I had no idea there was a Tea Party and they had no idea that I had written a book, but they came about simultaneously. And you and I, we launched a movement. And the, Donald Trump, who was a great president, the more you think about his presidency, the more you think about what Joe Biden's doing, a great president. But now we have to defend our country. And more than defend it, we need to go on offense. Let them defend themselves from us. No, I'm not talking about violence. Let them defend themselves from us. And so we need to open a multi-front push. A pushback, if you will. So beyond that, I'm actually not allowed to get into it. So 
What I'm hoping is that we can push hard, get as many of these books out as humanly possible. You can go on Amazon tomorrow. At some point tomorrow, it's going to be posted, my publisher tells me. We're going to see if there's any efforts by anybody to censure me, to censor me, excuse me. I will not tolerate it for one second. But trust me, it could happen. And I will fight every way I know how. With you, legally, however it is. Because this is still America with a C, not America with a K. As the 1960s New Left Radicals used to spell it. And I will not be silenced. No way. And so I'm hoping this is just the beginning of what will be a unified battle, political battle, governing battle, battle of ideas, battle to push back. We're going to defend our country by going on offense. This is my prayer. This is my hope. So tomorrow you might want to keep an eye out. I'll mention it to you tomorrow night. I'll remind you. Because I want to get as many pre-orders as possible out there. And then when the book is actually released, because it's actually going to be released on July 13th, we are moving heaven and earth to get this out as fast as possible. At my insistence. Most books take four, five, six months. Four months is fast, five months, six months is scheduled. I said, no, there's no time for this. There's no time to wait. And my family will tell you. My bags have bags under my eyes. It's unbelievable. And to the last moment, Sunday... I was putting the final touches on the book. And I turned it in Sunday night. And I said, let's go. Let's roll. We have police departments to defend. We have a border secure. Classrooms to take back. Free speech to express. We've got a lot to do. And we can't waste our time. I'm not your typical radio host. I'm not your typical television host. I'm not even your typical author. I've been born an activist, and I'll always be an activist. I'm on a mission to make sure my children and grandchildren and your children and grandchildren can still live in a free, prosperous, and fantastic country. But we're losing it. And as I said to my wife, not on my watch. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Tyler Perry at the Oscars yesterday. You know, it's amazing. 
When I was a kid, we all huddled around the television set. Early on, it was black and white. You'd have to get up to change the channels. Or if you wanted to use VHF, you know, they had the, uh, the antenna on the, on the back of the uh, TV, or you would buy it at Radio Shack and plug it in and put it on top of the TV. It was really quite interesting. And we'd want to see the Oscars. They were really cool. They were really not political. Everybody wanted to watch the Oscars. Well, they've destroyed the Oscars the way they've destroyed uh, comedy programs late at night, the way they've destroyed everything, because that's what left-wing kook Democrats do. They destroy. They build nothing. Other people built the Oscars. This bunch of clowns destroys it. Other people built these comedy shows at night. This group of clowns destroyed it. And on and on and on. Anyway... Tyler Perry, this guy is enormously talented. And he does some incredibly funny stuff. And he's just good at what he does. And you can tell what a decent guy he is. Well, yesterday at the Oscars, he said something that was wholly sensible. And because it's wholly sensible... Not even profound, just wholly sensible. People, like me, are talking about it. Let's take a listen. Cut 13, go. My mother taught me to refuse hate. She taught me to refuse blanket judgment. And in this time, and with uh, all of the internet and social media and algorithms and everything that wants us to think a certain way, the 24-hour news cycle, it is my hope that all of us would teach our kids, and not only to remember, just refuse hate. Don't hate anybody. I, I refuse to hate someone because they are Mexican or because they are black or white or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. I refuse to hate someone because they are Asian. I would hope that we would refuse hate. And I want to take this Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award and dedicate it to anyone who wants to stand in the middle, no matter what's around the wall, stand in the middle, because that's where healing happens. That's where conversation happens. That's where change happens. It happens in the middle. So anyone who wants to meet me in the middle to refuse hate to refuse blanket judgment and to help lift someone's feet off the ground. This one is for you, too. Wow. Wow. You know, it's amazing the way we are pegged politically on the right. I'm not on the right. Are you on the right? I don't even know what that means. If it means fascistic or totalitarian or tyrannical, we're not on the right. How can you be a constitutionalist and be on the right? How can you believe in the Declaration of Independence and the, and the genius of that document and be on the right? How can you support individual liberty in a colorblind society and equal justice for all under our justice system? Not equity and equality from economic perspective. No, 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 no. That's communism. We're talking about a free and open society. How can you be on the right This is a narrative that the Democrats push all the time. They are clearly on the left. They're not constitutionalists. They're great heroes. Crowley and Dewey and Wilson and many more progressive intellectuals. They rejected the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence simply put as a statement of enlightenment, of reformation. Of Judeo-Christian values. That's it. That's what it is. Brilliantly and concisely stated. 
that there are unalienable rights, that there are natural laws, that there are actual truths, that everything doesn't have to be figured out by man. Some things are what they are. Like it's wrong to kill somebody. You don't really need to noodle over that too much, do you? Or steal their property. Think of the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. The Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. If you follow the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule, then you're a great human being. That's all it takes. But not if you're of the left. No, 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 no. Evil. Diabolical. Nasty. Vile. Control. Manipulate. Centralize. Manage. Narcissistic. Egomaniacal. You see, that would be Joe Biden and his party today. Last night on Life, Liberty, and Levin, I asked Leo Terrell, who's a super patriot, just a wonderful man. Why does the Democrat Party hate America? And you see, ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk plainly. We need to speak factually. The Democrat Party hates America. It's always hated America. It hates the Declaration of Independence. It hated it when Lincoln used it as a hammer against the Confederates. They hated it in the late 1800s and early 1900s. How do we know? They said so. They wrote about it. They hate it today. When's the first time? When's the last time they bring up the Declaration of Independence? They are constantly quoting whom? And most of the time, they don't even know it. Well, we'll discuss that more tomorrow. So here comes Tyler Perry in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a, of a radical left-wing confab that they call the Oscars. They shouldn't call it the Oscars anymore, Mr. Do You know what they should call it? The Carls, if the Carl Marx. It's the Carls with a K. It's not the Oscars. So at the Carl's last night, he's one of the few who stood up and made say He brought up the cops. You don't hate people just because they're cops. Right there and then, without saying it, he was challenging Black Lives Matter. I wish there was a way in this country, in city after city, that the cops could defend just those who support them. That the cops could defend Republicans and defend those Democrats who support them. And all the people who hate the cops, all the people who talk about the cops as racist, systemically this and systemically that, all the people who back organizations, Marxist anarchist groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, who attack the cops, I wish they had to fend for themselves. The problem is, it's impossible in most cases to discern one from the other. But wouldn't that be fantastic? So now all of us suffer. Particularly people in the cities. With this massive, massive failure, retention, retirements, resignations in police forces. My God, can you blame them? It's not just in the cities. One of the biggest counties in America, Fairfax County, Virginia, which was a Republican county when I first moved to Virginia... 
40 years ago. Now it's a Democrat county, so therefore it's going to hell. They cannot retain police, and they can't seem to hire police. Montgomery County, Maryland, which used to be the wealthiest county around Washington, D.C., not anymore. Same thing. So this is spreading to the suburbs now, the inner suburbs. Cops are human beings. They can't stand this. I don't blame them. They can't take this. I don't blame them. But now we the people, particularly we the people in the inner cities, you're going to pay a price for this. You're going to pay a price for voting for Democrats. You're going to pay a price for being Democrats. And you're going to pay a price for the mayor you installed. And you're going to pay a price for the city council that you installed. In many respects, this is of your own making in these various cities. These Democrats know they can do anything or do nothing, and they're going to get reelected. And if they don't get reelected, another Democrat will get elected. It doesn't really matter. They just figure it's all wrapped up. Nobody believes a Republican mayor is going to get elected in Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington. Too bad. Or Minneapolis, Minnesota. So this is your iron-fisted one-party rule, and the iron fist is against the citizenry, not against the criminals. Heather McDonald said something last night, but she's, they both, Leo and Heather, say brilliant, brilliant things and write them. She said, we're tearing the country apart because we will not confront what's going on in our inner cities with our schooling, with nuclear families, with crime. So we attack America as a whole rather than trying to address these issues, putting the resources and the time and the brain power into trying to figure out how to improve certain communities. We're not doing that. And the Democrats won't allow us to do that, because they keep lighting fuses everywhere. Because they want this, damn it, that's why. They want this. Have you heard a single word from Joe Biden concerned about what's happening in these cities? Instead, he unleashes the idiot Attorney General. Merrick, Merrick Garland. Well, I'm giving him a demerit. So it's demerit Garland for now on. Demerit Garland. Now they want to nationalize local police forces through these consent orders. And there you saw the idiots in Louisville, the mayor, the head of the police, the head of the city council. Also, Yeah, we really need this. It's like outside auditors, you know. It's okay that we're doing... They throw their own cops under the bus. They throw their own cops under the bus. Then they wonder what the problem is. I also think... Police officers... Or law enforcement... Should refuse to provide protection to certain people... If they they don't... Treat them with more respect. There's no reason to... Even if you get paid, it says you say no to defend athletes, tell them to defend themselves. Politicians, tell them to defend themselves. Go for it. If we're the enemy, if we're systemically this or that, then stop being a hypocrite. Stop asking for us. Just stop doing it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Liz Cheney believes that she's the titular head of the Republican Party. She's telling you who leads the party, who doesn't, who's qualified to be president, and who isn't. Basically, anyone who disagrees with her or disagreed with her on the uh, election is not qualified to be president or head the Republican Party. Now, this woman has changed considerably since she used to come on this program, before she was in the House, and then later as she got into the House looking for support. Something has, what, cracked? Newsweek, House GOP Conference Chair Liz Cheney has suggested that the actions of Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Josh Hawley in Congress on January 6th were, quote, disqualifying, unquote, for their 2024 presidential ambitions. Cheney on Monday told the New York Post that senators who, quote, led the charge, unquote, of objecting to the certification of President Joe Biden's 2020 election uh, win on the day of the Capitol riot should not be considered potential candidates for the next election. Cheney also said that she was not ruling anything in or out when asked about a presidential run of her own. I mean, this woman is an egomaniac unparalleled. I think we have a huge number of interesting candidates But I think that we're going to be in a good position to be able to take the White House, Cheney told the paper. I do think that some of our candidates who led the charge, particularly the senators who led the unconstitutional charge, not to certify the election, you know, in my view, that's disqualified. Look how she lies now. She lies like a liberal. They didn't say anything or do anything that was unconstitutional. They wanted to look at the electors. They wanted to examine what had taken place. And by the way, this has been done every general election cycle in modern times. But she's acting like a leftist. She's acting like she's kind of the Nicole Wallace of, uh, of the Republican Party now, or the Adam Kingsinger of the House leadership. She wants you to defeat her, Wyoming. She's begging to be defeated. She wants to be irrelevant. I think that adherence to the Constitution, adherence to your oath, has got to be at the top of the list. So I think you know that certainly we will be a factor, that will be a factor, that I'm looking at, and I think a number of voters will be looking at, as they decide about 24. 
Is Liz Cheney even faintly aware of what's in the Constitution of the United States? Does she have any knowledge about Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2? Is she defending what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did? Does she even have a clue what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did? She says she supports the Constitution, and yet she does not. In the least. I haven't heard her speak out this loudly against Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Have you, America? No, you haven't. Because she hasn't. I hope the people of Wyoming understand what's taking place here. And once they actually have a, uh, a front-runner to take on Liz Cheney, I intend to bring that individual on the program and support them, assuming they're conservatives. Because these Nixonian tactics that Liz Cheney is now using, they're actually worse. These Nancy Pelosi tactics that Liz Cheney is using with the serial lies and mischaracterizations and so forth, they have no place in the Republican leadership. None. She never supported Ted Cruz anyway. And she never supported Josh Hawley anyway. She never supported either of them. Because they're actually conservatives. She never liked Ted Cruz. Why? Because McConnell and the other rhinos didn't like Cruz. And of course, the Bushes don't like Cruz and her daddy doesn't like Cruz, so therefore Cruz is no good. And Josh Hawley, no, 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 no. Can't support Josh Hawley. Brings a different brand of conservatism to the table. Look, my attitude, ladies and gentlemen, is we have to unite against a common enemy now. But that's not Liz Cheney's view. Liz Cheney's view is millions and millions of you are the enemy. And she's enormously dishonest about what took place on January 6th and who was responsible for it. Wasn't Trump. Wasn't Hawley. Wasn't Cruz. They had nothing to do with it. Doesn't matter. Guilt by association in a broad brush, just like Nancy Pelosi. So when it comes to that, she might as well be holding Nancy Pelosi's press conferences. And she continues to be a disgrace. She is not standing up for the Constitution. And by the way, Liz, I know people are telling you what I'm saying. You're welcome to call in any time and let's have a debate on that part of the Constitution that I continually cite. I'm happy to debate you, any member of your family, whatever you like. Everybody, happy to do it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we have real evidence of hate crimes in this country. And these hate crimes are not committed by the police officers in this country. And whether people want to hear this or not, they're not committed by police officers against African Americans. In fact, most hate crimes are not even committed against African Americans. Most murders are committed by young African American males against other young African American males. But that's not my point either. We have all these commissions, we're investigating police departments, and on and on. 
And yet the Federal Bureau of Investigation, we used to call it the FBI, has kept statistics on hate crimes. They've kept statistics on hate crimes. You know who's not at the top? African Americans. You know who else is not at the top? Muslims. You know who is at the top, Mr. Producer? Jews. Jews are at the top of the hate line, hate crimes list, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. This is in uh, an analysis of their data. They're at least three times more likely to experience a hate crime than any other ethnic group. Now, you don't see Al Sharpton defending Jews. You don't see Black Lives Matter defending Jews. As a matter of fact, Black Lives Matter is an anti-Semitic organization, much like Al Sharpton has been much of his life, even though I'm sure he would deny that today. You don't see the Anti-Defamation League coming to the defense of Jews being attacked criminally. You don't see J Street, you don't see any of these secular, Obama-oriented, left-wing, kook, Jewish organizations, black organizations, phony civil rights organizations, or any of the rest of them, do you? No, you don't. Now, these are the, this is the reality, these FBI hate crime statistics. Not what you're seeing on TV, especially cable. Not what you're reading in the New York Times, which covered up the Holocaust, and the Washington Post, which covered up the Holocaust. No, 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 no. This is real most of the hate. And I get, you know what I guess? I'm going to guess that most of these hate crimes are being done to Orthodox Jews, particularly Orthodox Jews who dress differently than so many other people in the United States. I'll bet most of the hate crimes against Jews are against them. I'll even go further. I'll bet you most of the hate crimes against Jews are done against Orthodox Jews who wear their hair differently and dress differently in New York. What do you think of that? I'll bet that's what's going on. Now, who's doing that? Who is doing that? I don't know. It doesn't say. Why doesn't it say? Why doesn't it say anything? The FBI keep those statistics? If they do, why isn't it in the media? I'm, I'm, re- I'm very curious. The cops are accused of all kinds of stuff. Okay. So who is uh, committing hate crimes against Jews in this country? Does anybody know? I don't want an opinion. Does anybody know? Do they keep those statistics? And if not, why not? And why don't they release them? The Anti-Defamation League has expressed grave concern over this latest report. What a joke. What a joke as it pushes critical race theory. The hell do they think critical race theory is? What do they think it is? Oh, there you go. Just thought I'd mention that. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm trying to be factual. Heather McDonald on my program on Fox last night said Asian Americans commit almost no crimes in this country. Almost none. Almost none. And yet I believe they're the second on the list. Okay, who's attacking Asian Americans? Do we know? 
as a group? I'm just curious. Do we have any idea? Is that information being kept? Is it being kept? And if not, why not? What's the fear? Shouldn't we know? Should we know who's committing most crimes against Jews? Should we know who's committing most hate crimes? Should we know who's committing most hate crimes against Asians? I'd like to know. Is that so terrible? The cops, oh, they're systemically racist. Oh, they're systemically this, they're systemically that. And the statistics show you that's a flat-out lie. It's a flat-out lie. Why do we have to be barraged? day in and day out, with radical Marxist professors who hate this country and hate the cops, with radical Marxist mouthing and friendly phony journalists who obviously hate this country through and through, with power-hungry, immoral Democrat Party leaders, immoral in the sense that they know what they're doing to this country, These people aren't authorities on anything. They're self-serving ideologues. Or power-hungry. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's the truth. And by the way, just to show you what's going on here. This clown who's the secretary of DHS, Secretary Mayorkas, who should never have been confirmed. These Republicans who've voted, they've been to, you know what? Joe Biden should get the cabinet he wants. No, no, no. It's not about Joe Biden. It's about America, Lindsay. It's about America. Secretary Moriarcus, he's put this statement out, announces domestic violent extremism review at DHS. So, wow, what's he going to do? Investigate if any of the employees at DHS are communists? Or sympathetic to the violent Black Lives Matter group? What's he going to do? Today, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro and Mayorkas announced an internal review to address the threat of domestic violent extremism within the department. Okay. Who's he investigating? At the direction of the secretary, a cross-department working group comprised of senior officials will immediately begin a comprehensive review of how to best prevent, detect, and respond to the threats related to domestic violent extremism within the department. I'm not aware of any instances has something been made public, Mr. Producer? It's like the Defense Department. We're going to go through all the uh, military personnel. and the, You know what this is? This is an excuse for critical race theory training. Is there a violent population of extremists within the Department of Homeland Security? Who are they? You just issue a press release like that? Who are they? What are they doing? Let's see what he said here. It was the first NTAS issued in more than a year. Who cares? Further in February, Mayorkas designated combating domestic violent extremism a national priority area for the first time in FEMA grant programs. FEMA? As a result, state, local, and tribal and territorial governments are required to spend at least 7.5% or a minimum of $77 million of their budget and their grant awards combating this threat of domestic terrorism. Does anybody know what they're talking about when they say domestic terrorism? Does anybody know? Or is this a political slush fund to go after conservatives? I'm quite serious. I'm not talking about nut jobs. 
obviously. What I'm talking about, is this really just code word or code words for taking tens of millions of taxpayers' dollars and going after people who supported Donald Trump for president or did not support the Democrats and don't support the critical race theory agenda and all the other open immigration agenda, the climate change agenda. Is that what it is? Does anybody know? No, nobody knows. They're spending money like it doesn't even, just fist over fist over fist over fist. And then they put these things, hey, we're going to look at a domestic violent extremism review at the DHS. Well, what does that mean? Who, what, and not only that, we're going to give it to localities and states and, and uh, Native American tribes as grants. And they have to spend at least 7.5% of the money we give them on rooting out these domestic terrorists. Is it that huge of a problem, ladies and gentlemen? Now, I would have thought it was a problem during the Franklin Roosevelt administration. Seriously. During the Franklin Roosevelt administration, where you had Hess and so forth. But is there some big domestic terrorism thing going on within the federal bureaucracy? No, the answer is no. That's not what they're doing. They want to repress people who don't get on with their agenda. That's, that, that, in many respects, is what they're doing. This is unbelievable, really. It's shocking, really. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, since January 20th, at noon and one second, there's all this domestic terrorism that we have to root out, the Department of Defense, the Department of, uh, of Homeland Security. No, 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 they just want to root out Republicans. They want to root out Trump appointments. You know what I mean. That's it. That's what they've considered domestic terrorism. Not Black Lives Matter, which is a domestic terrorist group in my view. Not Antifa, which is a domestic terrorist group in my view. No, 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 no. Trump supporters, among others. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. whisper something to you Levinites out there. I, I don't know this for sure, but my publisher hasn't read my book yet. <laughs> I wrote the whole thing. I don't think it'll get pulled. But I think some of the employees are, you know, 
the wokesters. Man, my knuckles are ready. My brass knuckles are on. All right, let's take some calls, shall we? Steve, Gillette, Wyoming, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead, Steve. Mark, you're the great one. We appreciate everything you do. You've got 80 million-plus followers that are right behind you. Thank you. Just at disgraced at what's going on with this administration and what they're trying to do to our country. And the reason why I'm calling is what you said about Liz Cheney. The day that she voted to impeach Donald Trump, the rest of Wyoming just gave her the big finger in the middle and said, you know what, we're done with you. The only reason we probably voted for you is because Donald was on the ticket. You can go back to Virginia and you might as well just flip that R to a D because we know that's what you are at heart. And she's very dishonest about the events of that day and trying to attach Donald Trump to what took place. And she's very dishonest now about Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and very yet totalitarian in her in her comments about, well, he's not fit and he's not fit and she's... Who the hell does she think she is? People could have said that about George W. Bush. They could have said it about her father. I, I, I certainly wouldn't have. But they could have said things of that sort about them for reasons involving whatever it was, Iraq and so forth. But, you know, most of us did not. Now she's there. Yeah, no, he's not the leader of the party. Who the hell does she think she is? She doesn't speak for me. She doesn't speak for Wyoming either. So you think she's going to have a tough time in a primary? She's going to have a hell of a time in the primary. She's got the mining industry behind her, but she doesn't have the people of Wyoming because she doesn't speak for the people of Wyoming. When she voted to impeach Donald Trump, she just put the middle finger up to us. So guess what? We're going to put the middle finger right back up to her and send her packing back to Virginia. Where now, do you, now, do you think there's enough of you folks, particularly in the Republican Party, who think that way? She's got... She's going to have a conga line of rhinos walking through that state. Everybody absolutely despises what she did here. Everyone I talk to, everyone that you hear it all over. And she knows it, and she's scared. Then why does she keep uh, swinging away? Uh, now, now, she's, now she says Cruz isn't qualified and Hawley's not qualified. Who else isn't qualified? The 75 million people who voted for Trump? Cast blame. Cast blame on everybody else. Don't look at me. These people are bad. Mm. We know what she is. She's a rhino. She's going to be gone. She can move her, She can move her little butt. She, she's not even from Wyoming. She wasn't born in Wyoming. She doesn't need to be representing Wyoming. The only reason she represents Wyoming is because her daddy. And guess what? Once she did what she did on when she voted against and voted to impeach. So you're Trump, saying she destroyed all the goodwill then? Every bit of it. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve. Now are you going to do anything to help defeat her? Then I mean, get involved in the campaign uh, in the primary. I'm going to try. Because mm-hmm. that's I'm what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Citizen activists. Well, I'm still trying to figure out how we can actually audit our election numbers, because I have a feeling they're probably a little off themselves, just as all the other states across the country. All right, Steve. Thanks for your call, sir. 
and I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin Hello America Mark Levin here our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 well we won't have access to Twitter or Facebook when we link to the uh, Amazon site tomorrow, my new book. I guess somebody else can link to it, right, Mr. Producer? Yeah, exactly. Um, there was a piece in Breitbart that deserved a hell of a lot more d- attention than it got. It's by Alana... Oh, no. Mastrang... Mastrang... You're Italian, Rich. How do you pronounce that? Mastrang... Uh, whatever. Mastrangelo, I apologize very much, Alana. I'm not trying to make a joke. I can't, can barely see it, actually. But it was, let's see here, April 21. And Alana, you did a great job. Let me say that to you. And here is the headline. Over 170,000 in the U.S. died from coronavirus in Biden's first three months in office. This is why you don't see the charts and the graphs on TV anymore, folks. It's so yesterday and Trump's not there anyway we can't blame Biden we can only congratulate Biden for using Trump's vaccines you see more than 170,000 people listen 170,000 more than in the United States have died from the Chinese coronavirus during President Joe Biden's first three months in office let's see here just one month later that number after January 20, the number had climbed. Now, as Biden completes his third month in office, the nation has suffered a total of 568,379 coronavirus-related deaths. After just 11 weeks in office, the Biden administration saw more than 161,000 deaths due to complications from the virus. Now, as Biden completes his third month in office, the nation has suffered a total of 568,284. I just wonder... When he gives his state of confusion speech, hello, hello, when he gives his state of confusion speech, and notice it's on his 100th day in office. If CNN, MSNBC, even Friendly Cable, any of them, are they're going to have their little graphics up there and talk about that. Because Biden is going to take a victory lap. Even though the guy had absolutely nothing to do with the vaccines, their distribution, what went into your arm, nothing, zero. He will take credit because that's where he scores the highest because the media have an impact on people's thinking, their beliefs. They have an impact. And so they actually think that he did something. He did nothing. He did nothing. And so I wanted to point that out. One of the things I'll be watching for, I'm quite serious about this. You may want to join me. I wonder if the television cameras in 
the House of Representatives, that's where they do this, will have full body shots of Joe. Now, why do I ask that point, Mr. Producer? Why do I raise that point? Because I think he's wearing Depends. I want to see if there's any Depends lines on his pants. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, adult diapers. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. People have issues. I got no problem understanding this. I really don't. I got it. But I want to see if he is as the, uh, as the President of the United States. Remember, they used to make fun of Trump every time he did this, every time he did that. So I just want to know. I want to see. Of course, I'll never be asked that question. They ask Trump everything and anything. But he'll never be asked that question. But we'll take a very close look and see what we see. Which may be nothing. You never know. Ladies and gentlemen, thousands and thousands and thousands of illegal aliens. I won't be arrested for that phrase, will I? Of illegal aliens who have come into this country are being released without court notices. As best as they know, and they don't know at all, over 15,000. And that is confirmed by a Democrat, U.S. Representative Henry Cuellar. And Henry Cuellar really is a great patriot. He's a Democrat. He's trying to protect his constituency, which is made up of a significant number of Hispanic Americans. And he knows that, folks, all these people pouring over the border, it's not like they're all brothers and sisters of everybody who's living on the border who happens to be Hispanic. They're not. He's the vice chair of the House Appropriations Homeland Security Subcommittee. He told Border Report, this latest data shows a dramatic increase in April of these fast-tracked releases, what he calls an honor system, which is up thousands from 2000 at the end of March. He says, basically, it's just an honor system. It's just an honor system that they are given, and this is not the way it's supposed to be. Of course it's not, because 95% of those on the honor system don't honor the system. And the expedited releases are due to U.S. Border Patrol agents and officials with U.S. Customs and Border Protection overwhelmed. Overwhelmed due to Biden. And notice they're doing damn little about it in the Biden administration. It just keeps going on and on and on. And so Biden's approval rating for the first 100 days is one of the lowest in modern history. He's getting bad marks on the economy for a new president. High marks on the vaccine and health care. That's what cracks me up. In a sick way. 52%. A paltry 52%. Then they said, but look, look at Trump. He had 42%. Now what's the difference? Trump never had a honeymoon. They were calling for his impeachment. They were trashing him. They were linking him fictionally with manufactured allegations to Russia. And some sleazy stuff in a hotel room. All of which were bald-faced lies by the media. So Trump is trashed minute by minute, day in, day out, week in, month in, over and over and over again. And they drive down his numbers to 42%. But look at Trump's number. Excuse me. The media slobber all over Joe Biden. They give him wet kisses every damn minute. All the time. And he's spending money like a drunken Marxist. Throwing it all over the place. And the Trump vaccines are kicking in. And even then, he could only get 52%. That's not good. It's one of the lowest in modern history, even with having a fawning 
left-wing Democrat Party press in your back pocket or in the side pocket of your depends. That's what's going on. And still his numbers stink. That he's just a stalking horse for the great Kamala Harris. The great Kamala Harris, who was given one job, clearly circles back to Biden and says, I, 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 I. and so Biden uh, does what? He cuts it? Okay, just handle the diplomatic part. Yeah, with three countries, that's tough. Three weeks have gone by, and she still hasn't gone to the border. Still hasn't gone to, she'll go everywhere else, but not to the border. That, she can't go to the border. Kamala Harris, cut 15, go. USAID ID, we're increasing our disaster response because, again, of the hurricanes. So uh, What this- hurricanes? Is there a hurricane? Anyway, go ahead work that has to happen. The kind of work that has to happen is the diplomatic work that we've been engaged in. in terms no, of actually, the diplomatic work had been done. Uh, these countries had agreed uh, to assist the United States when it comes to so-called refugees. These countries had agreed to assist the United States when it came to deporting people, sending them back home. We had a tremendous uh, relationship with Guatemala, Honduras, the president of Mexico. Things were really clicking. And then you guys come in And you throw turds in the swimming pool, because that's what you do. Go ahead. My calls to the president of Mexico, the president of Guatemala. Wow, Uh, she called the president of Mexico and Guatemala. Wow, what what an incredible vice president we have, ladies and gentlemen. One of the greats, no doubt about that. Go ahead. And we have a plan to actually have another meeting. Um, Whoa, wait, did you hear that, Rich? In addition to the calls, they're planning on having a meeting. Another meeting. They're planning on having a meeting. I must say, she's definitely an in-charge vice president. Definitely. Just like Biden. Go ahead. Are you going to go there? In that regard, it is, yes, we're, we're working on the plan to get there. We have to deal with COVID issues, but I can't get there soon enough in terms of personally getting there. Well, Okay. So she's not talking about the border. She's talking about going to these Central American countries if we can work out the COVID issues. This is such a farce, and they are such frauds, ladies and gentlemen. And then we have children down there on the border. They're being given copies of Harris's book, her children's book, which, of course, she didn't write. She didn't do the illustration. She didn't do anything. Kids down there being handed copies of Vice President Harris's book. Listen to Steve Ducey. It's not Steve Ducey, it's Peter Ducey, right? Listen to Peter Ducey ask this question. Cut 16, go. About those facilities, there was a report in the last couple of days in the New York Post that every migrant child being brought to a shelter is being given a copy of her children's book, Superheroes Are Everywhere. Do you know why that is and if she's making any money off of that? Of the president, of the vice, the vice president's book, yeah. I'd have to check with our uh, health and human services team. If uh, you're talking about if they go to shelters or if they go to, yeah, the hey, dummy, it's been in the media. Don't you? Aren't you? Uh, aren't you the idiot to the the spokes idiot to the idiot that her books are being handed out to migrant children? And Ducey asked a perfectly good question: Is uh, she making money off that? Because if she is, remember the uh, mayor of Baltimore had to resign because they were handing out books left and right. She had organizations buying books for her. 
Some kind of uh, quid pro quo went on there. I'm not quite sure what it was. Go ahead. There's a copy of her 2019 children's book, Superheroes Are Everywhere. I'd have to certainly check on that. Here it's a good book. Uh, see that? By the way, John Kerry's denying that he ever said what he's accused of saying to the foreign minister of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. And I don't know about you, but I always believe John Kerry. John Kerry never lies. Never lies. Never lied about his fellow soldiers in Vietnam. Never lies about the climate. John Kerry never lies. It's like Biden never lies. Plagiarizes? That's eh, not strictly a lie, is it? Plagiarizes again and again? Well, there is a pattern in practice, as the unmerit Garland likes to say, our Attorney General. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You know, the uh, Biden administration can't do anything right, so it keeps trashing the uh, Trump administration and President Trump. For instance, on Iran, it's been putting out the word that the Trump administration really uh, sabotaged the incoming Biden administration or did something illegitimately and improperly with respect to the so-called deal. And so there's a real reporter at the State Department. His name is Mike Lee. He works for the Associated Depressed, as lousy as that wire service is, and it's bad. Ned Price is the State Department spokes idiot, as Pisaki was once the spokes idiot over there as well. It's a breeding ground of idiots who speak. Anyway, he challenges Ned Price and says, okay, give us one example of Trump's sanctions on Iran that are illegal. Hat tip rumble. We love our rumble. You should, too. Cut 18, go. One example of a sanction or set of sanctions that you think was improperly or illegitimately or that the, you know, that the, that the Trump administration imposed with an ulterior motive of tying, your, of tying this administration or any other administration's hands in returning to the deal. Just, uh, one, just, just one. I would, just one. I would not make, asking for the whole I thing. would make the point uh, that there are sanctions that, there, that are uh, inconsistent with the JCPOA. Uh, and as we have said, if Iran resumes its compliance with the nuclear deal, meaning that if Iran once again becomes subject to, mo- to the most stringent verification... Let's just stop a second. Don't you find it 
Incredible, ladies and gentlemen, the love relationship this administration has with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. Have you ever seen anything like this? Country says they want to destroy us. They're pushing ahead with nuclear weapons. They want to destroy our allies in the Middle East, including Israel and these Arab Gulf countries. It is the greatest country spreading terrorism on the face of the earth. And the Biden administration, you know, it treats the state legislators in Georgia a hundred times worse than it treats the the genocidal maniacs in Iran. It's unbelievable. Their love relationship with this regime in Iran, which would slit every one of our throats in two seconds if they had the chance, is incredible. Go ahead. Negotiated, we would be prepared uh, to lift those sanctions that are inconsistent with the JCPOA. There are sanctions that are consistent with the JCPOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the third category I, that this I, official talked about. And all I'm asking for is one example. There, there are sanctions so, that, that are consistent with the JCPOA. The point I made yesterday is that there is influence. nothing in the JCPOA that does not, that prohibits us uh, from... Uh, all right, loudmouth. There is none. So why don't you stop attacking Trump and his administration and start attacking the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran? Why don't you do that, you jerk? Nah, he can't. Probably one of these Ivy League foreign school graduates. They all learn the same damn thing from the same tenured Marxists. Pretty much. Jim, Easton, Pennsylvania. We'll go to Jim in Easton, XM Satellite. How are you, sir? Great one. It is an honor to speak with you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for what you do. Congrats on the bookmark. I hope we get to read it. Thank you. So so once again, Mark, the left has put their hypocrisy on full display. Last night, one example. Did you notice during Mr. Perry's speech, he was giving, uh, he was mentioning all kinds of groups that he wouldn't hate? And then when he mentioned police officers, the applause died. It did die down. You're right. Hands fast enough. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mark. And, yeah, and, I, and you go ahead. How many dozens of those guys are outside protecting those fools? You're right. How many, co- how many cops or ex-cops are there protecting the Oscars and protecting those fools? And this is where that has to end. If you're a retired cop, don't, you don't need to protect these people. I don't care what they're paying you. And if you're an actual cop, I don't know if you can get out of that kind of duty, but I do my best to get out of that kind of duty because these people hate your guts. They'll take your support, and then they'll trash you. They'll stab you in the back. You're exactly right. That very night. They'll go to their limousines surrounded by their armed guards and their armed policemen after they just trashed them as think, a whole. Think of these multimillionaire fools who are gathered there. They don't believe in the Second Amendment, and they're trashing cops. And they live in Beverly Hills and around Beverly Hills in these extraordinarily uh, wealthy areas. Uh, and uh, I think we should just say, okay, Beverly Hills and those areas, go for it. They're ultra left-wing Democrats. What do I care? I don't care. All right, my friend. Yep, you're right, Mark. Jim and Easton, I miss Pennsylvania, although not that crappy governor. Good God. And that lieutenant governor is another nut job. All right, Jim, thank you, my friend. Pennsylvania is losing a congressional seat. By the way, Texas is picking up two. Florida's picking up one. Too bad they're not counting this year, Mr. Producer. I think Florida would be picking up like three. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Let's go to Tom, Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Tom, how are you, sir? Good evening, Good evening, Mark. God bless you. And God bless you. I'm a former vet, Navy veteran. I'd like to know what's going on with our border. Mm-hmm. Where is Vice President Kamala Harris, what is going on? I have all the respect for her, but damn it, what is going on? What's going on is you're watching Biden, the Marxists who surround him, Kamala Harris, who's a radical, intentionally flooding this country with illegal aliens, letting many of them into the country without any hope of knowing who they are, documenting them, or having them go to administrative law judges who are claiming refugee status. They're just coming into the country. They're actually being bussed into the interior of the country, flown to places in the country, because this is how the Democrat Party, among other ways, intends to uh, change the voting population. They know it. We know it. I've been talking about it a long time. I even suggested it in my first book, Liberty and Tyranny. And uh, that's what's going on. It's that simple. They're cold-blooded. They don't give a damn about these little girls coming over the border because they have a funny way of showing it. They don't call it a crisis. Nancy Pelosi isn't jumping up and down to do something about it. Chuck Schumer's not either. And they want these people coming into the country to believe that it's the Democrat Party that's going to take care of them, that's going to bring them here, so they figure they'll have another 100 years of control. They do that. They destroy the voting system. They pack the courts. They pack the Senate. And they're home free. Elections don't matter anymore. It's a one-party system. And then they will have destroyed their opponents. That's what's going on. God bless you, Mark. All right, my friend, and thank you for your service, too. I appreciate it. Let's keep going. Let's go to Lou, Ocala, Florida, the great WSKY. How are you, Lou? Hey, Mark. Listen, I'll tell you, you like a great attorney. You have all the answers to your questions, and I can't wait to read your book. Thank you. But, you know, I was listening to uh, to that Yuri Besmianov interview from 1984, you know, the KGB operative that defected <laughs> to the West. Oh, yes. I've and listened his, to his it, too. Career, it's remarkable. His, yeah. 
remarkable. And he stated the four stages. Now, remember, this is before social media, before big mm-hmm. tech, and before the CCP was modernized to what it is today. But the playbook is the same. And it took 30 to 50 years to do demoralization, which is the whole indoctrination through the colleges, the hating of America, mm-hmm. you know, pulling away. The whole point is to destabilize the society. Yeah, well, that's the second stage. The mm-hmm. destabilization is what we're in now. That's the stage we're in now, which precedes the economic crisis and chaos, mm-hmm. when it, which is the hyperinflation, the overtaxation, the cutting down of jobs, and the sending everything overseas. All right. I appreciate your call, Lou. I appreciate your call. Here's a piece in National Review by our buddy Chip Roy. And Nicole Bishop, drug cartels aren't just a border problem anymore. These dangerous organizations are making further inroads in the nation. It's time to act. Chip Roy is a great patriot. And he's right. And he's explaining what's going on at the border. He's been down there multiple times. And the drug cartels are now moving into the interior of the United States. I am telling you this Joe Biden is... uh, He cares more about his own stupid legacy because he knows the libs write the legacy than he does about his own country. I don't know how many more times I can say it. This is about fealty to the Democrat Party and not the country. You notice they'll take a knee on the uh, national anthem. They won't stand and salute the flag. Uh, They'll trash patriotism. But when it comes to the Democrat Party, they want to form new organizations to support it. They want to raise more money to support it. They are, they are loyal to the Democrat Party and disloyal to our country. That's the bottom line. And every backbencher on our favorite cable network and every back ne- back, uh, backbencher in radio should be regurgitating this. If they haven't already. By the way, everybody is not a backbencher. There's some really good people in this business. But the backbenchers know who they are. Robert. Niagara, New York, XM Satellite. Robert, go right ahead, please, sir. Hey, how you doing? All right. Congratulate you on your work. Thank you. Uh, This defunding the police is crazy. Mm -hmm. You want to put a stop to it? Have the police get the blue flu and go home for three or four days. They'll be crying for them to come back. See, I've talked about a theory I had years ago, and let me, let me repeat it today. What does the left want to replace local cops with? You and me. No, no, no. What do they, they want to disarm us and get rid of local cops, thousands and thousands of separate towns and cities and counties with their own sheriff's department, their own police department. Why are they doing this? What do they want to do? They want to nationalize the cops so they work for the central government. And you saw what happened after January 6th. They want to use the military. I'm not a conspiracy nut. This is what they've done. This is what they're doing right now. These consent orders, these investigations, this is a way for the federal government to try and get around the Constitution of the United States, get around the Tenth Amendment of the United States, and use our civil rights laws to try and control these police departments with consent decrees. And with liberal mayors and liberal chiefs of police, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to nationalize, like they Baltimore's 
police department has been effectively nationalized. They want to nationalize them through the back door. This is what Obama started to do. Trump put an end to it. Biden's back. All the sycophants are back. That's exactly what they're doing. Then they'll back them up by the military. That's why they kept going on about incitement for insurrection, incitement for insurrection. I finally figured this damn thing out. And think, uh, years ago, I said it, and I said, well, what's going on? That's what's going on. Nationalizing local police through the Department of Justice and these consent decrees. Passing federal legislation. Federal legislation that Tim Scott's in on now. Not to, not to strengthen our laws against criminals. Not to strengthen our laws against bail, mind you. In other words, not to focus on the perps, but to focus on the cops. So you have the DOJ attacking them, Congress attacking them. Uh, and when they want to use the National Guard, they'll use the National Guard to back up the nationalized police. That's what's going on. Does that make sense to you? As awful as it is, that's what's going on. Yep. All right, you ask, ask Robert. Nationalized police. Yep. Didn't Hitler try that one? All right, everybody's mentioning Hitler. Uh, it's bad enough that these fools are doing it. I think it's more Marx than Hitler, but that's just me. All right, thank you for your call, my friend. The point is, regardless, it is tyrannical and totalitarian in nature. There's no question about it. When you consider the cancel culture, the attacks on free speech, the attack on your right to own a weapon, what they're doing to the local... These things aren't just happening. They don't just happen. Well, I'm giving away part of the book, but you understand what I mean. Let's go to Tyler, New Haven, Connecticut, on the Mark Levin app. Tyler, how are you, sir? Hey, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Long-time listener. Pleasure to have the opportunity to speak with you. Um, thank you, sir. It's been an observation of mine that Democrats have really been g- engaging in identity politics almost since their inception. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean is, from like 1860 to 1960, it was really capitalizing on the fears of the white people, especially in the South. Um, blacks, Native Americans, Mexicans, what were they? They were animals, savages, and I say that in quotes. Uh, Biden used in other words, you're saying what the Democrat Party said. Cor- correct. Okay, and what I'm listening. Biden used? P- predators, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. So, Right. And so what happened in 1960 or the 1960s? We had the Republicans pass civil rights, the Civil Rights Act. We actually had the Civil Rights Act passed in 1956. There was one, 1960, under Eisenhower. Um, Then we had the 1964 Civil Rights Act, as you know, but it was proposed by uh, Lyndon Johnson, and it was, uh, but for a supermajority of Republicans, it wouldn't have passed. The Democrats uh, did filibuster it. The 1965 Civil Rights Act includes the voting rights aspects, the Voting Rights Act, as people call it. And that's true, too. They did the same thing there. And I want to remind you that six years after that, they elected uh, Robert Byrd as uh, one of their leaders. So it's not, it's not, this, this is more recent history than people realize. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. We'll be right back. in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Hey, folks, a little birdie just told me that Dana White, Dana White, the head of the UFC, is going to be on Hannity tonight. Now, that's really worth watching. Dana White runs a tight ship with his MMA league, and I watch the UFC every Saturday, as long as they have fights going on. Last Saturday, pay for view via ESPN. That was tough to watch. Do you realize, Mr. Producer? Two fights, the men broke their legs. Did you see that? And in case of one of the gentlemen, I'm not going to get into names because most people don't know the names. It literally not just broke his leg in half, but his leg was broken into pieces. And the earlier fight, a young guy, he's 25 years old, one of the kicks went right behind his knee. I don't know that he broke his leg, but it took his leg out, and it looked like uh, there was severe damage to his leg. It was hard to watch all that. Very hard. Um, the reruns are even harder. It's like, give you a warning. Well, the warning was I couldn't watch it again. You know, because the first time you're surprised. You go, oh, my God. It, it is. It's horrendous when that happened. But Dana White, who I have tremendous admiration for, didn't buckle any of this uh, critical theory crap or any of the politics or anything else. His league is about what their purpose is, fighting. Just like baseball's about baseball and football's about football. But not anymore. And so UFC, really MMA generally, is one of the few areas where you can go if you just want to watch sports. Without being uh, politically molested. Our friends at the Daily Caller. Apple retail groups continue lobbying Congress on Chinese slave labor bill. Well, at least they get the vote over there in China. There's no, you know, Jim Crow over there. No, but there's Xi Crow. Lobbying disclosure forms filed with Congress this week show that Apple... And several retail trade groups continue lobbying on a bill that would crack down on forced labor in China. This is so hideous. It's really unbelievable. Apple paid two firms to lobby policymakers uh, on the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act. The Washington Post has previously reported that one of Apple's lobbyists sought to soften language on the bill. And Apple and several retail trade groups continued lobbying policymakers. Apple paid fierce government relations. A Washington, D.C. firm, $90,000 to lobby the House and Senate on multiple pieces of legislation, including the Uyghurs Forced Labor Prevention Act. 
According to fierce lobbying disclosure, the tech giant also paid 90000 to Invariant LLC, another Beltway-based firm, to work on several bills to monitor, quote, legislative action on workforce and supply chains in China. The National Retail Federation, Consumer Technology Association, Retail Industry Leaders Association, American Apparel and Footwear Association, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, all lobbying on the Uyghur Act, according to disclosures the trade groups filed this week. But they're very upset about voter suppression, even though there's no voter suppression anywhere in the United States of America. (sighs) What did he say? I said there's no voter suppression anywhere in the United States of America. How do you know, Mark? Well, where is it? Where is it? Is there a federal lawsuit that I'm missing? Where is it? Surely the constipated news network would report on it. And the most constipated, constipated of the hosts, Fake Tapper, he would report on it. What about MSLSD? What about MSLSD? They're high on lies. Why don't they... Uh, they would report them. Nah, nothing. So where's it happening? In our heads. Two other companies, Jinko Solar, a Chinese-owned solar company, and VF Corporation, which owns apparel brands like North Face and Dickies, Spent 200000 each on lobbying, including the Uyghur Bill. Bipartisan group of lawmakers introduced legislation last year to prevent American companies from funding forced labor in China. But that's just too much. So this guy that runs Apple, what's his name again? I don't even know. Smith or something or other? Huh? No, it's, is it Cook? Cook, was that with an E? I don't know. Anyway, this guy Cook over there at Apple is one of the leading voices against what took place in Georgia. Wow. They expanded voting days. They expanded voting times. They put out uh, these drop boxes that they never had before. They require voter ID. There it is. That's Jim Crow right there. Last time I got on an airplane, you know, I had to show my license twice, Mr. Producer. I had to sh- yes, exactly. I had to show it to the TSA to get through. Fair enough. Then to get on the plane at the gate, they wanted to see it again. Like somehow in between in the men's room, I changed my licenses or something. Obviously systemically racist. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Hang in there, folks. I'll see you here tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be exciting, no? Come on now. I'll see you then. Have a good evening. <laughs>